0: Oh, oh,
1: Welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I'm Stephen Sox.
0: And I'm Lori Sox.
1: And today we are joined via Skype by Melissa Kynock from Birmingham, England. Melissa is the mother of two, four year old Day and eight month old Bertie. The family has risen to some prominence in the Down syndrome community since several clips of a BBC One documentary series they were featured in have made their way around social media. The series is called Life and Birth, and during the program, it is revealed that little Bertie is diagnosed with Down syndrome. Melissa, we are absolutely elated to have you on the podcast.
2: Thank you. This is uh, surreal and exciting and a little nerve wracking, I have to say.
1: I bet it's been a little overwhelming. I know we saw your uh, clip from the BBC series that you are featured in just randomly. I saw it randomly on a Facebook page post. It wasn't something that I could dive into because we're not in the UK, but. Even just your clip, the little trailer they had, or a couple of trailers they had of you, just was so beautiful. And we just really wanted to get in contact with you. I know it had over three million views, and and I know that's probably what's a little overwhelming.
2: Very overwhelming. Um, I I think um I think it's on about three point five million views now. Um, and the the actual episode. Um, that was watched live I think that was about 2.6 million views so it's been very popular the, I think mean, the series as a whole has been very popular but that episode has been very popular and the amount of messages that I've received is just it's surreal it's um very magical yeah
1: well how did that happen how did that all come to be that you were uh, featured into the, in this docuseries
2: uh, they had, uh, uh, the, the hospital has had their own Facebook page and it was one of those nights where I um, couldn't sleep and uh, just browsing through Facebook and I thought I'll have a look at the hospital's page and there was an advert that had been put on just a few hours beforehand that they were going to be filming some births if anybody was due to give birth in... Um, August or September to give them a call well I wasn't due until the end of October but I thought that sounds like it could be fun and at that point I'd already had Bertie's diagnosis so I thought that would be um, a bit of a soapbox that I could get on and um, just a, a good opportunity to fly the flag for him so I emailed them just briefly emailed them with Uh, outline of who who I was and um, and what was happening with Bertie and the next day they called me we had a chat for about half an hour on the phone and they liked the sound of my story we did a Skype call uh, I think it was about a week later which they recorded to show the rest of the team and then with a couple of days after that they, they told me that they would like to to film, you know, film my pregnancy. Not to worry that Bertie wasn't due until the end of October. They just wanted to see how, how it went. I knew that didn't mean that I would necessarily be featured on on the series, but they were going to be filming lots of people and they were casting throughout. Um but I I thought with the amount of time throughout my pregnancy that they spent with me, it was I think it was pretty obvious that we were we were going to be included. Yeah, so it was a, a spontaneous spontaneous moment that that worked out really well.
0: So, can you tell us a little bit about your story for those um, who are listening who weren't able to get the entire show?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I think we were featured um, for two reasons. One, I think because of my age, um, being an older mum, and, and the other reason really was for how excited I was to be pregnant. And I, I think that was kind of regardless of, of Bertie's diagnosis. I think that kind of added to the story. But I don't think they necessarily chose to film us because um, I was carrying a baby with Down syndrome. I think it was more probably t- my attitude towards it was, was why they wanted to include us in the, in the show. So, uh, yeah, I, I, as I say, I'm an older mum. I'm 45. Um, I have a very proud mum of two fantastic boys. My eldest is called Day, and he's four. Bertie is seven and a half months old I have a dog as well <laughs> and um, Bertie has um, Down syndrome uh, and uh, both boys were unexpected miracles uh, I and I think that's a quite a big theme of what they showed in the in the in the episode was my desire to be a mum. From a little girl, always wanted to be a mum, always wanted to have children, and that it hadn't happened for me. And and at forty one, I had day, and um, you know, and had had, had birthed seven months ago. So I think um, they managed to really capture how much I wanted to be a mum. how it was something that was I just desperately, desperately wanted. And after I'd had day, I really didn't think. For one minute, that it would happen again, that I would, I would be so blessed, and uh, and, then, and then I was completely unexpected. So, um, I think that's yeah, that's that's what they featured. That's what they featured in the show. I think it's a, um, a quite a hopeful story, all in all.
0: Watching your clip, I think that's what struck me the most was your excitement and for lack of better word, just the just the acceptance of my son's going to be born and he has Down syndrome. And that's so refreshing because I don't know what it's like in the UK. But over here, I know what I experienced a lot in my pregnancy was even with my daughter was, you know, the heavy handed push for testing and the tones of well you better decide and you know even those words being presented to me I it, it was just so nice to see um, mom who was pregnant just being pregnant and allowing that because I don't like overhear and what my experience and a lot of different moms that I've spoken to their experiences once you get that diagnosis the world shifts and attitudes towards you become, it's just, it takes away a lot of the joy that we, we want to experience as moms and we should be able to experience. And I, I loved that. I loved your attitude. I just loved watching that your experience was, here's a mom who's going to give birth and maybe the focus was your age. And then secondary was, oh, and your di- uh, birdie's diagnosis. And it was it it really was inspiring.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think I I agree with you. I think um, I think that the film crew really captured that very well. But that was my reality. Um, you know, the the I was very very excited about my pregnancy. I, I mean, really, when I say it's a complete miracle, that's that's I couldn't believe how blessed I was that I was going to have another baby something that I so desperately wanted I could not believe that that was going to happen to me again and um, I think that kind of rubbed off on people um, but I, yeah I hear you with um, some of your experiences and I, I experienced a little bit of that in the beginning and um, I had a couple of hospital appointments where um it was very early on in receiving Bertie's diagnosis and um there would be uh, talk about Down syndrome and that would be followed by and we can discuss determination if you want that's something that's open to you and it only happened a, a couple of times because uh, I nicked that one in the bud I said you know he's um no, his name's Bertie and <laughs> um, you don't please don't mention termination to me again and they said great fantastic we'll put it in your notes and it was never mentioned to me again and everybody that I came across um whether it was you know friends family or medical professionals were excited for me um Probably because I didn't give them much opportunity to be <laughs> anything else. Uh-huh. But but everybody was genuinely excited for me, and I couldn't. I never understood um, the reaction of the film crew towards me. They uh, really treated me like I was um, unique. Like my my attitude was unique, and I never got my head around that until until I realized that uh, nine out of 10 pregnancies in this country end in termination when they get a diagnosis of Down syndrome. And then I realized, okay, maybe I am a little bit different to the norm or because I'm definitely not wanting to have a termination and, um, and because I'm still, I'm pregnant. It's never going to happen for me again. I'm too old. This is fantastic. And, um, that was more important than anything else. And so I kind of, I do understand how their attitude towards me now is that it probably was a little bit different to what they've experienced or, or what the norm would be. Yeah.
1: Well, you mentioned that uh, the series ended up being a bit of a soapbox for you. And, and it, it definitely came across that way for me, just seeing your love for both your boys and just you as a mother, and, and, and that the focus became love, and the focus became family.
2: You saw my boys. I mean, like, I know I'm biased, but they are awesome, aren't they? <laughs> there's
1: a scene that is not in... That I ended up being able to watch the entire episode, and there's ways to do that if you don't live in the UK, but, but the BBC player is pretty strict about you having to be listening from a device in the UK and and it's difficult. Even if you were a prescriber of BBC and left the country, you couldn't, you couldn't watch the episode, but I, I was able to watch it and there's a great scene where they're giving you a tour of the hospital and you two are just so beautiful in that scene. And, and, and your, your boys asking about his soon to be younger brother and, and it's just really sweet. It was also nice to see a little bit of the facilities that you have. I guess some of it could be that there's a film crew following you, but <laughs> but the administration there seemed to to be so welcoming and, and open. And, and and you would know probably the difference between Day's uh, pregnancy and and Birdie's, how you were treated, but it just seems such an opening re- relationship there. Where they just wanted to show you the facility. And uh, I guess they were showing you the NICU.
2: Yeah, that's right. And uh, I mean, I you know, I have no comparison with the rest of the country, but I was so grateful to be living in Birmingham when I got Bertie's diagnosis, because there is, there's two hospitals that are part of the same trust, and that's um, Birmingham Women's and Birmingham Children's Hospital. And Bertie spent a lot of time in, in both hospitals and both of them are centre of excellence. So uh, it's just groundbreaking what, what this, the team do there, but they are top of their field. So the care that Bertie received in, in both hospitals was outstanding, not just from a medical point of view, but how they looked after all of us as a family. We've, we've spent... Altogether, we've spent about 20 weeks in hospital, most of it at those two hospitals and um, a, 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 another one, which is a bit more local to me, a general hospital. And all three of them, the staff have, have treated us like family. Every time I walk through the door, especially in Nico, because that was early on, it was my first experience of, of a hospital like that. Um, they just really looked after us i felt welcomed and i just, and heard listened to um significant they put up with day <laughs> um, mm-hmm. he's very you know he's 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 such an amazing boy he's very bright he, he's hilarious he's very loving and affectionate but demanding and full-on and, full on and s- south will run riot you know and uh and, and, and try and keep her, he was three at the time, try and keep a three-year-old entertained in just a small corner of a neonatal intensive care unit that he wouldn't be disruptive. Was, uh, it was quite stressful and uh, the staff were just incredibly supportive and watching the entire series of, of Life and Birth, that very much comes through. The, the film crew really captured that very well.
1: Well, even as a young mother, you you really were so natural with the way you talked about Down syndrome and just at ease about it. Um, what was your maybe you can give us an insight? What was your feeling uh, when you when you heard the diagnosis initially?
2: It's it's really hard to kind of pinpoint what my feeling was about down about Down syndrome part of Bertie because there was so many other factors going on at the time so I'd had um my the, my, uh, my my scan was at 13 weeks and they told me I, I didn't want any of the tests so I wasn't interested it wouldn't have made any difference so I just thought I, I don't I don't need to know but because the nuclear reading was so large their procedures they had to tell me anyway so I kind of had a um a good understanding of what that could mean. I also knew that that could be Patao or Edwards and those babies aren't compatible with life. So I just I was devastated because I didn't want him to die, you know, and so the whole week and that was on a Friday morning I had that scan. Um, so then I decided uh, I would have the blood tests to find out what was happening and I didn't get those results until the Tuesday morning and that weekend was probably the the lowest the lowest point of my pregnancy it was a, it was I was devastated very worried not because of Down syndrome because I just kept praying please let it be down syndrome please let it be down syndrome because I knew he wouldn't survive if it was anything else so it's kind of hard to Really separate what my feelings were because my feelings were complete relief, <laughs> utter, <laughs> utter relief. When I found out, when I then had further tests and scans, and I found out that he had um, Down syndrome, utter relief. Then I got the diagnosis straight away that he had um, a serious heart condition. So Down syndrome took a back seat. And his heart condition was what worried me the most. So it never... I mean, if, look, if I say I didn't worry about it, that wouldn't be true. I did worry about it. It was very uneducated around Down syndrome. So when I, I'm the type of person that I'm, I like to read lots of stuff. I want information. I want to prepare myself. I want to be educated about it. And uh, the stuff that I read... Well, it frightened me mostly, you know. Um, just these list of health conditions that I was presented with. There was, there was really at that stage, at that point, there was nothing that I read that um, uh, that made me that it kind of like settled my anxiety. It just increased it all. So I, I made the decision to be very selective with. Um, with anything that I read on the internet. And the, and in fact, my my cousin bought me a book and it was, it's a book by a parent, by a woman who has a son with Down syndrome. And um, I read this book with the hope that it was this comical, joyous point of view from a parent. and um, And it wasn't, I just, that's not what I got from the book. You know, I... Uh, I, in fact, the book frightened me. I, I think it was just such a missed opportunity to, of all the humorous things that happen with, with your child, you know. And um, yeah, that was very disappointing. Um, I think uh, she. I, I, I think you know. I mean, maybe there was some past resentments that she hadn't been able to let go of with some friends of how she'd been treated, and and that was really kind of came out with with in the book and. Um, And I had to say to myself, that's their journey and my journey will be very different and I'm a different person. And there was one story that she wrote about, she had had a dinner party and... um, her son had done a poo on the rug and how horrified she was at that and just devastated and embarrassed. I mean, that was, I just can't think of anything funnier. I mean, that would be brilliant. <laughs> I, I would I would encourage both of my children to have a poo in the carpet, you know, if, if I had a dinner <laughs> party. I think ugh, the type of guests that I would have round would, would think that was hilarious. It would make the night. So I had to just, like, right from the start, say to myself, this will be our journey our journey will be different to everybody else's um, and that kind of that 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 helped but to say that I wasn't worried about it um, wouldn't be true um, but it didn't dominate it didn't dominate my pregnancy by any stretch of the imagination
0: Uh, It's funny you should mention, because that was our experience when Liam was born 10 years ago. It was the same thing where I think people with good intentions would hand us something. It was the only thing that they could give us. And they thought coming from, you know, this is really going to help. And I think I was led three different places and none of them instilled hope. Instead, they just filled me with fears and sadness. And I thought this can't be it. This can't be all that's out there. We're going to make a new story and we're going to put things that are hopeful out there so that when people come behind us and they have questions, there's hope. It's not, you know, the the, devast- the devastation and the per- perception that it's devastation. It's hope and beauty and these, these good things that, that you're blessed with. And, and the thing about that you said about perspective, I, I get, I think that just having that perspective of, I want my son to live. And I, and I know that was our, that's, that was a gift to us as well, because Liam also spent time in the NICU. And, um, I think you're given that, I think it takes away from the, the weight is just the down syndrome goes on the back burner and you're focused on what really matters.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And you felt supported by your friends and family as well, or were, I, I guess um, that 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 isn't a given, even with your attitude. But um, how did your family and friends respond? And
2: everybody, everybody's response to me has been incredible. It's been very positive and very um, supportive. I'm, you know, I really didn't, I didn't and I haven't experienced anything negative, um, from, from anybody, no, no negative comments, no negative attitudes from anybody until, um, this social media clip on the, the BBC site. And there's, there's many, many comments and 99.9% of the comments are beautiful. They're stunning and, and supportive. And, Oh, I haven't read through all of them <laughs> but there's been the odd one um that is that's negative uh, about Down syndrome and I can pick up within the first reading the first couple of words that it's going to, going to be negative so I don't read anymore I'm not I'm not interested you know they they are entitled to their opinion and I'm entitled to ignore it so I I'm not interested I'm not I'm not interested in having anything negative um, around me or, or the boys and and so the overwhelming response that I've had is just been lo- loving and, and kind um, the the one comment that I did I did read and um, has been my absolute favorite I think there's been a few thousand comments on there and obviously I haven't gone through them all but <laughs> but my absolute favorite and I think this person um, has clearly put quite some time into thinking how they could insult me, but oh, it's just oh. I'm actually thinking of changing my Instagram account to this. And they just their comment was uh, "brain dead old woman." <laughs> I just thought well, you're not wrong there. <laughs> you're not wrong there. I thought that was absolutely classic, um, brilliant, and it made me laugh. And I'm really glad that that person shared their thoughts with me. But apart from that. Um, and stuff about me is fine. And stuff about Bertie, I I don't I don't like it, so I don't I don't read it. But yeah, my my friends and, and, and family have been brilliant. I'm very lucky. I'm I'm very blessed that I have a very a uh, large circle of friends and um, a group of girls that I am that are like family to me, and they have been hugely supportive throughout my pregnancy and since Bertie is born and I have contacts with them um, with the girls on a on a daily basis so when all the weeks that we've been in hospital we've got a whatsapp group all, all the weeks and weeks in hospital they were the ones that I reached out to on a on a daily basis and they've been hugely supportive very invested in Bertie in fact everybody's been massively invested in him people who have never met him most of my friends and family actually haven't met him yet because we've spent so much time in hospital and then when we came out we went into lockdown with mean, we we had lockdown before it was official here because we were worried about about Bertie so there's been so many people who haven't had contact with him yet but they feel like he's theirs they feel like he belongs to them as well and um, so it, it, Bertie's family is extended hugely, you know, and I had and for my baby shower, I decided I didn't want to have a normal baby shower, I wanted to have a Down syndrome baby shower and it was, it was beautiful, it was in August, but it was a really hot day, we had it at, at my mum's Um and I had um, lots of information there. I, actually, I contacted the Down Syndrome Association, and they sent me a lot, a lot of information that I could. Um, I made into into packs for people of just the right language for them to start using, and a little bit more understanding of um, of what the Bert, journey could be, and how I wanted them to be. And um, and everybody came. You know, we had a big party in the garden. It was it was stunning and we celebrated Down syndrome before all of us kind of really knew much about Down syndrome you know so yeah they've they've been with me every every step of the way it's just everybody has been excited for me I mean that's the kind of uh, dominating feature is excitement um my my family have been amazing especially my cousins they've They've been very much involved in the practical side. So um, if I've sent things out that I want them to read on Down syndrome, they've read them or they've read books or they, they want to learn Makaton, you know, they're, they're really helpful with the practical side, which that makes me feel like they're involved more. So, yeah, I've just been really lucky. I've been really lucky. We're, we're, we're very much loved by a lot of people.
1: Well, that's wonderful that you have such a great support group. You were talking about social media and and that 99.9% of that was supportive. I've noticed that the the social media presence in the UK uh, surrounding Down syndrome is really prevalent. Whenever I I look at Twitter or Facebook, it seems like so many of the groups and dedicated pages to Down syndrome are in the English Isles. honestly. I mean, even there's an Irish group as well, but it seems like a lot of UK groups. And so that prompts me to, to wonder what the supports are like in your area. What obviously you, you felt a welcoming and warming attitude at the hospital and from the doctors and, and administration. Now that you're out of hospital and, and at home, what kind of supports are available to you? I I guess there's supports privately you could take, but what is, what are supports that are available to you from your country?
2: I feel like there is so much there for, for Bertie. Um, it's been difficult to fully connect with each of the services at the moment because he has been in hospital for so long. And then, as I said, as soon as we came out of hospital, we've been in lockdown. So his, his appointments at the moment are over the phone. Rather than meeting face to face, so haven't been able to fully tap in what's available to him. But he just he has a whole team of specialists looking after him, and a whole Down syndrome community. I mean, it's right what you say. I, I have no comparison to anywhere else, but I feel like. In, in, in England and in Birmingham, there is massive, massive support for for dance for dance Syndrome, um, the Down Syndrome community. I When I found out about Bertie when I was pregnant, I joined the Down Syndrome Association. That was the first thing that I did. And then I Googled my local Down Syndrome support group. And I, they're fantastic. They, every Monday, they have a stay and play. They meet... Um, monthly all the families meet monthly and they have many um, social activities and they go pantomimes and days out it's just the whole whole family there waiting to to welcome us and and support us so I have that I've also joined um, another group which is called wouldn't change a thing and I've I found a big connection um with the families on there a lot of the the moms on there they have been very very supportive especially whilst we were in hospital they um didn't forget us you know they they are very 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 proactive in keeping in touch to make sure that uh, there was anything I needed and um, yeah they've really really valued that medical um profession. wow I mean Bertie has and I've I've lived in Africa for seven years so the same as you guys there there's you have to have health insurance in in South Africa there isn't a national health service like there is here so I, I know what it's like to not get free health care and I'm constantly blown away with what we have here what Bertie has and, and it's for free. I can't get my head around it. He, he has a, a paediatrician and he's got the, the cardio team. Uh, he has a physio, he has a speech and language th- uh, specialist. He has a dietitian. We've got a GP, a health visitor, a community nurse. He's also um, he's a neurodisability paediatrician. I mean, it's, it's and I don't pay for any of that and it's, it's top care it's it's incredible it's incredible what is available to him he has early years inclusion support he, ha- he has uh, you know he has loads he has absolutely loads I think he's he's not he doesn't want for anything he's he, he will there is help there for anything that Bertie is going to experience and need to overcome there's going to be a team on hand
1: ready to help him. it's fantastic well i'm i'm very jealous
0: (laughs) it makes me so happy for you it
1: does it's beautiful it's what you want for your citizens i mean why shouldn't everyone be able to get care like that just everyone get health care that's the most important one of the most important things i mean our health and to include all this inclusion yeah for inclusion for that that he is accepted in that community as well, where they're going to not just do the minimum for him. They're, they're throwing a lot of things out there. That's really beautiful. He's going to
0: reach his potential.
1: I'm very curious to see, you know, as, as he progresses, the support you get in school and stuff too. That's, I'm assuming that's going to be great too.
0: I, but I think it also talking about the medical and having the inclusion, that's, that sets a tone that, that sends a message as well.
2: Like you are important and you're included and what, what you need will, will help you. Absolutely. I'm also I'm very lucky that I have within my um, friendship circle, I, I have in people who, who are physiotherapists um, who, do, who do deal with um, speech and language with um, adults with Down syndrome. You know, I've, I, I'm very, very lucky that I've got friends who I can also tap into their expertise as well.
0: That's great because I know speech has been one of our challenges getting the speech support and I think it makes such a difference all, all around just to be able for, for, you know, for Liam to be able to express himself, to support him to do that. That makes a big difference. I
2: think that's probably my, my biggest fear and it's not something that keeps me awake at night, but it, it crosses my mind. You know, every now and again, it's will Bertie be able to communicate with people um, because if he can't it's then such a barrier between him and everybody else I mean us as a family we can we can learn Makaton. if he if he can do that we can learn to sign with him but other people don't do that you know and and, um, and that's my fear is that embarrassment of being with somebody who I don't understand and it's not just I'm not talking about just like a disability thing it's just even somebody with a very strong accent I mean if you've heard some of the accents in England I mean, God forbid I have to talk to somebody from Newcastle because I can't understand I can't understand them you know it's 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 not a disability thing it's just that embarrassment of I, I can't understand what you're saying and I find that you know hard to communicate with somebody and that's that's my that's my fear for him. It's that I don't want those sort of social barriers
1: there for him. I'm glad you mentioned Makaton because that's something I hadn't heard of until I kind of did a little research and some connections in the UK. M A K A T O N. A great place to go is we talk They've been developing this program for like 40 years. It's a language program um, that I believe it really it can be personalized to suit. Any age or ability, and it's just to me, it's a simplification of sign language, uh, just to help communicate and make things a little less less frustrating. And I found on Twitter, Nikki has a great series of Makaton videos that she co-stars with her beautiful daughter Lucinda, and the Twitter handle is at MakatonLucinda. Lucinda. Um, you should really check it out. Nikki does make it clear that she isn't an official tutor of Makaton, but that page is a great resource for parents looking for more information. Um, but I have to tell you, um, Melissa, I, I can guarantee you that you're going to communicate beautifully with Bertie and Bertie's going to communicate with everyone around him.
2: He says so much with his eyes already. It's astonishing how much. I mean, he's seven months, and he communicates so much when he's looking at you, which I never experienced this with with Day at this age. I mean, you know, Day was an atypical uh, baby, uh, but he didn't communicate with his eyes like Bertie does. It just it blows me away. It's astonishing.
1: Our podcast is called If We Knew Then. If you can just take something from us that we've had that same fear at the point that you're at. And Liam communicates us, with us in such beautiful ways. I mean, not only through speech, but other ways. But even his speech is not, but um, well, that's something we're really working on. That's not his, his strength. And he communicates with everyone around him, his sister um, and, and us. And please set yourself at ease. It's not a worry you should be having.
0: And I'll tell you that Liam is very patient because he knows what he wants to say, and he knows what he's saying. Unfortunately, we didn't always have the, we have yet to get the support in the speech therapy. So we work with him. Um, But what I find is Liam is the one who's patient with us. He's the one who's saying something, and you don't necessarily understand it. So he'll try to get you to understand, like trying to show you. And he's very, he's very patient with us as far as to understand him.
2: He's so incredible to be patient with you because like what child is patient with their parents?
0: (laughs) Right. And if Stephen hadn't done it, I was going to say it too. You just put that worry out of your head. Just you don't, he's going to communicate. He's going to talk. He's, and it sounds like you've got all the supports and you're going to advocate to get those supports and just let, let go of that worry
1: mentioning this about patients, it reminds me of a UK connection as well that we, uh, Liam, a couple years ago would would sign to us <laughs> certain, <laughs> she knows what I'm going to say, would sign to us certain things that when we started to sign, I remember he would say the word car, like he wanted to play with his card, cars, C-A-R-S, but he also had cards, like a deck of cards that he wanted to play with as well. And those two words are very hard for him to sometimes communicate so he had two signs for them and once he had the signs we knew exactly what he wanted cars or cards and
0: he created those signs he created
1: these signs and and Brilliant. and we we just went with it we try to teach him some signs and and he he gets that too but if he wants to come up with his own sign sure that works but he would communicate to us something he wanted to watch on tv at the time <laughs> we were watching Downton Abbey a lot and he put his hands up like a crown with we, we with his Two thumbs up to his head uh, on on his temples, and he would say Downton Abbey, and we would say Great Downton Abbey, and he would get excited, kind of, and then we would we would play it, and he would pout a little bit, and he would be upset, but then he'd end up watching the the, he loves Downton Abbey. the show. He does love Downton Abbey, so well, <laughs> come to find out, he wasn't signing Downton Abbey. His fingers and his hands up were like antlers, and he was trying to say he wanted to watch Bambi. So Bambi <laughs> sounded like Downton Abbey, and so we gave him a few Bambi nights because to pay him back, you know.
0: He was very and he very... laughed
1: about it too. He 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 did have a, a sense of humor about it. <laughs> Melissa, we're so happy to talk to you. I am I... so
0: this I was looking forward to this all all day, and me too. Your story is it's just uplifting. It gives me hope, and it give it reminds me of the power of. Uh, of what your attitude is and how that helps to influence our children and our lives so much. Your excitement just for being pregnant was what was amazing to me. Even though we knew your story was you were pregnant with a child with Down syndrome, I love that that wasn't even a thing. It's just, I'm pregnant. I'm so excited. This is going to be my last time to do this.
2: I still can't believe it. I I really can't. I I look at both the boys and I just think... Hello. How did that happen? Like, how could I be so, so blessed? I still, got, I don't think I'll ever not be in awe of the fact that I've got two children. It's just, it's amazing. It's incredible.
1: Well, please hug those two boys for us and give Richard our best and your mom our best.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And give Liam and Sophia our love as well.
1: Please follow us on Twitter at If We Knew Then Pod.